Welcome to the Pet Cash Pod. I'm your host, Andrew Pet Cash. This is the 28th episode of my series where I interview founders, investors, athletes, and the smartest people in sports. Today's guest is Jason Bergman, CEO and co-founder of Market Price. Prior to jumping into the founder seat, Jason was a sports agent and also worked in the athlete marketing sector. Founded a few months before NIL went live in July 2021, Jason has since raised over $3 million to build out Market Price, which is an athlete-branded solution in the NIL world. You'll hear much more about this in the episode. We also touch on where Athletes as Creators is headed, some example brand deals he's executed, and how NIL is going to impact all of sports. You'll enjoy this episode as we dive deep into the wild worlds of college sports and name, image, and likeness. Jason, appreciate you coming on today. Always, uh, you know, anything that mixes NIL and athletes and business and just, you know, optimistic, upbeat people like yourself. It's awesome to have on and get to chat with and learn from and, you know, record it so everyone can learn from it. Man, I'm so excited to nerd out with you over NIL and sports marketing. Let's have some fun. As a huge subscriber and fan of uh, the, the new pod and the newsletters, man, appreciate you having me on. So I'm excited. Yeah, so March Madness going on right now. I got the game on in the background. We got all these ups. My bracket's busted, um, and this will oh, still yeah. be relevant. <laughs> well, when we post this, it will still be relevant, but and mine will probably be even more busted. But the point being, you know, from this standpoint, you're working a lot with brands, universities, athletes. You know, what are you seeing on that front as the second year in both women's and men's of NCAA tournament is you know, rolling out live right now? Yeah, I mean, I you have my 100% full attention, dude. So I don't have TV in the background. So I hope I can steal your attention. I know you as a content creator, you don't just have someone's attention because they're reading or listening. You got to earn it. So challenge accepted. What game are you watching right now? And then I'll answer your question. I, I actually just turned it off. But oh, it, it was, let's it was go. Kind of, okay. Yeah. There we go. It, it was like kind of in the you. free because I was watching like <laughs> Kennesaw State. I was like, damn, yeah, I wanted yeah, them yeah. to pull it off. They didn't quite. And now I'm like, the games are too early. By the time this is done, we'll be at the perfect point for some next ones. I got you. Watching a 14 seed upset is way cooler than talking to me. But I, I do not take that the wrong way because I am with you. But yeah, I, you know, the thing for March Madness has been really cool, and I know you write a lot about this, but like the creativity behind these brand activations has been really, really cool and really exciting. And I feel like a lot of these brands are still learning how to best activate with student athletes because it's different than influencers for sure. There's some similarities, but it's also pretty different than professional athletes, right? And even the student athletes approach to these deals is different too because they're not, let's say it was NBA players and everybody on the court's making millions of dollars probably don't care as much about activating and taking advantage of their time in the spotlight. But a lot of what we do at Market Price is just helping these athletes see the exciting opportunities that NIL can present them. That sounds so corny and out of a book, but like I could give some examples of yeah, please do. just being able to show these athletes of like, hey guys, this time in the spotlight, it can make so many amazing opportunities come to life that you wouldn't have had beforehand where, and again, I, I know I'm a huge fan. You just wrote this today and we didn't get to talk about it beforehand. Like it's so hard to put a monetary value on NIL because I've already seen athletes use NIL deals to get like full-time jobs. We have one here at market price. Taylon, let's see, he's a former Illinois player. Like you hired salary going to you hired from, NIL? you hired from, you know, someone you worked with before at market price already. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so, that's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's the cool. So, I get so you see it in so many ways. 
I mean, Talon would not be at market price if he did not leverage NIL, period. And the fact that he started his own apparel company, he created his own nonprofit, he ran his own camp, he signed up to market price, which is bonus points and closed a few deals with us. He talked to our account management team and he just showed his go-getter mentality. And he showed that he, like, you know, he's a fresh graduate, but he is not a fresh graduate when you think of his work experience. Like he's done this for NIL at least for a year, but that's been the coolest part for us of like seeing athletes take advantage of this. And again, like getting a job, that's like life-changing opportunities. And Tamlon's a perfect example of it. That's, I don't know if you're ever going to ask me like what you see moving forward. That's a trend that NIL just hasn't been around long yeah. to see, but athletes going into the job market, whether they start their own business or leverage these deals and not experiences to get jobs like Talon. Um, I can talk about Talon for an hour if you want to. Whichever way you want to go about it, like up to you. But yeah, I mean, really I, cool to see. that is awesome. Yeah, I knew about John. I knew you had some former athletes like John played football at Iowa. John, Kent, like I knew some John's of that, beast, but I, yeah. I didn't know you had some like real quick, fresh ones out of it. You talked about the trend a little bit there. I mean, I usually ask it at the end, but I mean, I go, I always say I like to kind of just go with the flow with these. I mean, that's where we're going, yeah. you know, kind of leave me, you know, where is NIO going? What are you seeing? What is this next movement over 2023 and beyond? Yeah. So I could talk to a little bit of why, and John Kenny's a beast. So beast. don't take this the wrong way, John, if you're listening to me love having you on the team but john can't speak to an athlete about what it's like to go through college as like with nil right and that's why for even me i wasn't a student athlete let alone a student athlete in nil you'll never see me go to a campus and speak and give a powerpoint presentation because like no one cares and that's cool i could talk about being a ceo and starting a company but what we've leaned into as a company market price is we started our business as a marketplace, as I'm sure you know, but two-sided marketplace, athletes can connect with brands for partnership opportunities. We've led to 8,000 partnerships and more in two years, and that's super exciting, and every partnership is cooler than the last. But one thing that we've done is we charge athletes monthly memberships. We're the only company to do that, where athletes like Talon paid us as low as like $8 a month, but they still invested in themselves of, hey, this is new, I wanna learn more about this, and I want to see which way I can go. Some athletes like Talon are outliers of like, yeah, I'm going to pave my own path. I'm walking forward blindfolded, and I'm just going to figure this out by myself. Some athletes are also okay, like, hey, I'm just going to see what other people can do. NIL is not for me. That's okay. I can get to the prediction in a little bit. I hope I do. I'm no, I know I'm getting off topic here, but... No, it's good. For us, we've had thousands of one-on-one conversations with athletes because our business depended on it. There's some really cool Kobe line, like... You know, hey, if my competitors are practicing for two, three hours a day, but if I practice for four or six hours a day, not only am I going to catch them faster, but they're never going to catch me. We have an entire athlete engagement team dedicated to speaking with athletes one-on-one and maintaining those relationships where NIL is changing. I mean, you write about it every week, and I love it. Like, NIL is changing more than any other industry, kind of like in the globe. We're having conversations, and we continue to do so on a day-to-day basis with athletes. I don't think there's a company better set up to one, help athletes today, two, learn from them, right? Learn what they care about, learn what they don't care about. And that's helped us transition a few times already in the last few months. But three, set us up to continue to innovate and move forward, always thinking with the athlete and top of mind. Yeah, I mean, the end goal never really changes, right? It's to help athletes. That's like the main thing. Now, kind of like the business model seems like it transitioned a little. I'm curious, you know, walk me through that a little bit of going, like you said, from a marketplace to kind of some of the other initiatives and how you're going about things currently. Yeah. So 
About six months ago, so we built, we started Chat in 2021. So the first six months of our business was for professional athletes. And that was my background. And July 1st happened, and I had 20 calls every single day for two weeks because it was just me. And I was talking mm-hmm. to athletes every day. And I'll never forget it, man. It was absolutely wild. But for us, we had all these athlete conversations. And we found out after talking with a few universities that, like, admins and coaches were like they were not having these conversations there was no connective tissue between administrators and student athletes and for me that's mind-blowing and i'm like how how do you not talk to your athletes about this right like you got the how much money can i make and i don't want to say it's a lazy question but it's an easy one to ask and it's like we'll dig deeper right and spend the time and then you see the schools they want to win an nil but they may hire like one nil employee right and I was on a few calls with schools and this really stuck with me. As you know, they have different vendors and different software Mm -hmm. and schools told us and they're like, yeah, we signed with them because we had to say we had something in the NIL space. And me as a CEO, and I'm like, God, that's what we're competing against? Something? They had to say they had something? So for us, it's like we've transitioned and over the last six months, we've launched with a few schools, University of Arizona, UCLA, and a few others coming up that we have a little backlog on, but a real end-to-end solution, everything from... Yeah, sure, software marketplace that a lot of companies do, but large-scale brand activations, one-on-one unlimited consulting and support, taking advantage of moments that no one really has been doing that we've done a few times um, and more, right? But I think it's just keeping our ear as close to the ground as possible and building with our users. Yeah, and walk me through the the athlete paying. Like, the you know, why was that your model? Because there's no one else doing that. Yeah, so, you know, in your... You're a content creator, and I think I said this already, but like you know that just because you write a newsletter, people aren't just going to read it, right? You have to earn their attention. I think athletes are the same way where they're used to, dude, you're a former student athlete, right? Yeah. Like, Just because you have their time doesn't mean you have their attention. Where I saw a lot of other marketplaces say, great, you can sign up for free and get access for free, and then no other athletes kind of really ever used it ever. And then you try to monetize because you have to build a business where if you give it to the athletes for free, then you have to charge the businesses. But then with businesses and influencer marketing, they have to pay us and then they have to pay the athletes and then they have to measure the return on their investment in influencer marketing, which historically is pretty hard to do. Okay, great. Then we'll charge 20 to 30% fee like a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Then you can allow these relationship driven deals where if you have a deal that goes off of your software and off of your platform, you lose out on the only way that your business can make money. So having an athlete leverage NIL and leverage brand partnerships to build their own personal brand and build their network, it's not through transactional deals, it's through conversations where, again, like Talon, the dude found out and spoke with like six people from our company before meeting me on a first round interview. And it's like, that's amazing. We want to help athletes and brands meet and kind of like dating out, like the first date, like, yeah, yeah, cool, get on a first phone call. But let those connections, the marketing manager at Meta, the CEO of a cool new startup, um, take advantage of those opportunities and build those relationships even off of our software. And we're okay with that. But we needed to make sure our business was set up to support that. Yeah, and you had some experience before in uh, this space, before building your own. You know, what made you made the, make the jump you know, into starting your own company? Yeah, I think the best businesses are built from problems that you struggle with personally. I worked at a company that helped athletes and brands connect and I sort of played the middleman and because we took 20% on every deal I would never let an athlete and brands 
get on a call together. I'd have to be on those meetings. And if they said, hey, can you email me afterwards? Can you text me afterwards? I had to kind of interrupt and say, no, 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 sorry, like take it back and I'll handle those conversations. Still gives, makes me feel icky inside, right? Like that's not how this should work, right? And I also worked as an agent and I represented 12 professional athletes and athletes that were kind of practice squad guys. And I knew I had the idea for market price at this point, but I wanted to see if agents or athletes would actually pay for something like this. I couldn't just snap my fingers and get a good jump shot like you and start being a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. So I did the next best thing. I DM'd a ton of athletes and I said, Hey, I'd love to be able to bring you marketing deals. Let's work. I got 12 people to say yes. And, uh, I just saw how hard it was to be able to find those brand opportunities consistently. And I was like, man, with NIL coming, like there's absolutely no way that athletes are going to have time to send out a hundred emails a day. Like I did to get three responses and two of them are no's. Um, so I ended up trying to build market price and, uh, here we are. Yeah. What are you learning from that? From like the switch and transition from really just an employee setting up to now, you know, the founder, the, you know, the head of the snake. Yeah. Jeez. How much time do you have? Uh, Go ahead. The, the floor is yours. Yeah. I, I, I think the coolest part, this is something that I was always kind of passionate about where starting a business is super cool for the right people. And I'm sure you see this starting your own business. Like it's going to go as far as you kind of drive it to a point. And then the aspect of building a team, like I was always a sports fan. I played sports. I still play soccer pretty bad because I'm getting older, but like the aspect of building a team. And I was like, Oh my God, if I could just be the worst person on a team and hire people that are so much smarter than me at these different areas to drive our business forward with a really clear structured vision of where we're going of an end game. I mean, we talked about John and Taylon and like, mm-hmm. you don't even know about the rest of the team and I could talk about them forever, but that's been the coolest thing for me, at least of I think it has to be a personality, but I worked for a lot of bosses that it was just like their way or the highway and they they were in it maybe for the wrong reasons. I'm sure everyone listening can probably attest to that and start thinking of something. I was like, God, there's such a big opportunity for someone who just cares about people and cares about everyone is the hero in their own story. All of our employees have their own story that's in their head. That's where they're going. Their story isn't let's work for Jason and let's build market price. No. But how could market price play a role in where they want to get to? And how can I do every single thing in my power to support that? And I think that's one of the coolest things I've seen as a founder where, again, like you see other people win. Like it's just there's nothing better for that, at least for me personally. There's definitely the, you know, you can hear it. And obviously speaking to some of your team members too, like it's really, there's a bigger vision altogether, right? Like each has their own vision, but it's like all towards a bigger one. It's, you know, it's funny just how sports and business relate so much. Something else. You, you touched on a little bit there. You're just talking about the impact as this goes younger and on youth sports. You know, what are you seeing from that as NIL is, re, you know, it's going to continue to slowly seep down from really obviously went pro to college and now to youth sports. And then that that's impact and, and you know, how you're going to play a part in that as well. Yeah. Ooh, that's such a good question. Uh, I don't to answer in short, like I'm not totally sure yet. And I think that's okay where, you ask me like our five-year vision for market price and I'll be like, we're focusing on today. And like, if you start thinking five years out, we're going to be out of business in five months that may scare some people, but that's our approach. Like we need to be the best business today. But what we've already seen, I'm sure you saw the article where it's like every women's basketball coach is saying NIL is a part of every single recruiting conversation, a hundred percent of every conversation. It's just getting earlier and earlier that athletes are thinking like this. And, you know, we've gone to campuses. We were in Tucson last month 
if you did a survey of athletes who like were super excited about NIL before going on campus, it might be like 50-50, maybe. Like 50 athletes, yeah, Arizona softball, Arizona women's hoops, mm-hmm. 50, nah, not really. I mean, everyone but one probably did a deal. Uh, and then you get on campus and then you show them what NIL is and we made it real tangible for them. We showed up with a deal and we didn't say, here's market price and here's who we are because who cares? Like we said, cool, here's a deal if you'd like it. If you don't want it, that's cool too. Let's help you make content for this brand and actually show you the process in an hour of going from zero to one on a brand deal. And you should have seen all the athletes. Every single one was so engaged and it was just the coolest thing ever to see where um, I, I believe Athletes that are in youth sports now are going to be able to see that and start thinking of NIL and being an entrepreneur earlier. You asked me my prediction. I didn't say it too, too bluntly, but like there's athletes that are going to, like Taylon, use their experience in NIL and either build their own business or get jobs from it, period. It's too early to tell that, but that's something I'm really excited for as well because as an employer myself, God, I'd love to be hiring former student athletes mm-hmm. that show their go-getters by looking yeah. NIL. Well, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up as like you know a person that can hire people is like we're also like yeah we might get some of them deals and help it but it's like we're also looking like this is where our next you know brightest people come from but from the team's perspective you know what what are you seeing like what's the difference of a team deal because you've started doing some of those versus an individual and you know what are some of those unique challenges or differences or how schools view it or brands you know i'm sure there's a difference that a lot of people would be curious i know i certainly am yeah 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 so you want all our secrets huh um yeah no i'm i'm happy to i'm happy to dive into it because those team deals that arizona example um that's not like a yeah let's get a team deal for arizona that's like a we just signed the school university of arizona let's onboard them and onboarding sounds terrible it sounds like powerpoints and boring presentations and listen to the ceo talk for an hour about their business and walk them through something and like the athletes immediately zone out like i said before just because you have their time doesn't mean you have their attention so what we're thinking is like all right great like what do athletes want and we had conversations with their players with their coaches beforehand like what's your view on nil what's your experience been and so many of them have never really done it so we're like all right great well we also work with a ton of brands what are ways that we can make NIL fun and super exciting? And we've seen that not many other businesses have done that. There's so many NIL businesses, but none have taken that like, let's show you and make a clear opportunity from the start of how amazing this opportunity could be. So when we showed up, we had an hour with the team. We're like, what's the best way? Five minutes. Here's who we are. We have a surprise for you. Let's bring you out to the field and let's rip off this tarp. And it shows, and it's a bunch, it was Goldfield was the company, um, but it's like this awesome energy drink from Jerry Rice. And you watch that video, and if you have any interest in college sports, you're going to light up and smile. And you, the same thing happened with UCLA. And it's just like the coolest thing ever to see that. And that's, for us, what we're building, right? Like every school across the country wants to engage student athletes like that. They might know how, maybe. They want to win in NIL. Like you see Clemson. No, I'm getting off topic. They just spent, what, $20 million on an NIL facility. And they're still trying to look at software to do this. Like, man, like there's about to be tens of millions of dollars going into NIL, like market price and like other companies probably too. But that that's why we're so excited about it because we feel like we've truly found something. Um, and we're just excited about getting it out to the world. Yeah, that's funny. I was actually, I have like, I just use bullet points to conduct these podcasts for anyone that's yeah. curious. But I literally had as one of the bullet points, 
Clemson facility. Uh, so it's funny you brought that up. You hit it right on right on the nail on its head. But you did one of the first of the first, which are hard to do in NIL anymore, just because people have seemed to scoop all of them up with Bella. And I'll I'll let you kind of go into that whole story. But you know, I'm just curious, like how you guys thought of that, how the idea came up. You know, you're doing a lot of activations with her. Um, I don't want to give up too much. I'll just let you kind of explain the story, the background, and you know what your thinking is with all of it. Yeah, with Bella Rasmussen, right? Yes, yep, yeah, correct. That was awesome. I mean, talk about our team. That's Michael Ehrlich, Big Mike. So he brought that from literal start to finish. Like when you think of NIL, and it's March Madness, right? Doug Eddard is probably the easiest comparison of dude does something on the court. If NIL didn't exist, it's like, oh, God, that would have been awesome if he could make money. Now he can. But there's no pipes and structure for schools of like, my athlete did this amazing thing. How can we help them leverage it? A lot of schools are even handicapped of like, they can't, what can they do? So for us, you know, we call those moments and it's not really original, but seriously, like it's cool. Bella is the first female football player ever to score two touchdowns in like a state championship game. And she was just, we, she, she did that. The NFL reposted her and Michael saw that as and he was like, okay, cool. Like, let's reach out. We didn't even know her. And we DM'd her. I spoke with, it was me, Michael, Bella, and her parents. It was like 8 p.m. PST. So for me, it was New York time. <laughs> we had like 15 minutes. If Bella's parents are somehow listening to this, but we had like 10, 15 minutes of like technical difficulties. And I'm like, don't worry. Last call of the day. Like, you just, like you said, being a founder, like you just got to do everything to win. And I couldn't wait to talk to Bella and her parents because I'm like, what is your, I've never been an athlete that's been posted by NFL. What's your view on this? And they went from like, what is NIL to talking with Michael and I to two weeks later with Stan Barrett on SportsCenter and on ESPN. But what we got from Bella was like, well, we don't want to have a billboard. You know, we don't want to just post a million times. And some athletes want to do that. Great. Bella did not. And that's fine, too. I want to find something meaningful. I want to find something that I care about. And Bella was saying how mental health is something really important to her, which to me makes sense too. I've never been female football player in a locker room filled with guys, right? Like that must be really, really hard. So we knew that we had a brand, KeyWise AI, that helps athletes just with their mental health. And we reached out to them, connected them with Bella, and we were able to help craft, like just because that connection's made doesn't mean that there's a deal that's just like that makes sense. So that's a lot of what our team does on the brand partnership side. Like, great, how can we bring this deal to life? And it ended up being a multi-month partnership where when you look at Bella's social posts, it's not like, hey, go check out KeyWise. It's something that's meaningful to her. It's paragraphs on social media. Those are the coolest deals that I love to see. But, and again, like ESPN saw that and I mean, Together saw that. There was like so many media outlets. There's probably like over 20 or 30. I don't know the exact number, but God, it was awesome to see. But it was all because Bella did something amazing on the field and our team reacted to it. Hmm we are going to continue doing that. It's part of our sales pitch to universities. Like, cool, you have an athlete do something amazing across any sport? How can you help leverage that? And that's something that we want to be able to take advantage of. But that's the innovation, man. Like, that's why you got to have your ear to the ground and figure out yeah. where the missing parts are because there still are so many. Yeah, that story was incredible. I loved not only the story, but then how you guys ran with it and really accelerated it. And, I mean, you monetize it as well for Bella, for yourself, and other entities, which was cool because it's – not always easy just to do that, right? There's always just been the cool stories like you talked about, but they just kind of, they're cool stories, but yeah. there's something bigger now, yeah. which was awesome. And shout out Big Mike. Yeah, shout out Big Mike. He, uh, 
he texted me before this to have a good podcast with you, but I didn't get a chance because I was on another one. So we'll let, I'll give him this at least. So when he, <laughs> I won't ever tell him that like I didn't text back for a reason. I'll just let him hear it on this. I um, I, I'm with you. <laughs> but but you know when you talk about the Bella campaign, it externally looks like a success, right? It gets on ESPN. It gets on these others. Mm-hmm. But you know what are you internally viewing as like a successful campaign? Are there metrics you're going off of, or you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to look at it and say this worked well, this didn't, you know, what are the criteria, I guess, or the metrics for you? Yeah. Love that question because building a startup, it's like you're, and if anyone on my team is listening to this, they're going to make fun of me for this because I get it every week. Like we are building the plane as we're flying it. And it's like a popular quote, but whatever. (laughs) I, I get made fun of all the time. That laid the foundation for another moment that we led to at a school. Did you see the David Miller, Dr. Squatch campaign that we ran? I, I unfortunately didn't, but you know, I'm going to be right on Google checking that out right after this. I got you. So I'll give you the spark notes version. Feel free to dive in wherever you'd like, but it's an epic story that we would not have done if it wasn't for Bella. So to answer your question in short, it lays the foundation for like, let's do something amazing that we don't know what next is going to happen, but like we know for sure that we're going to have our boots on the ground, ready to innovate. And what happened was Marshall beat Notre Dame this season. It was like unranked versus eight seed Notre Dame at the time. And Devin Miller caught the game winning touchdown pass. He's their starting tight end. And Devin was on market price at the time. And we're like, cool, let's roll, right? Like, Devin, what's going on? Tell us your dream NIL partner. And he said a few. And he said one was Dr. Squatch. Have you heard of Dr. Squatch? It sounds no. like it sounds like You're some like kind of like in your twenties. It's a soap company. Uh, I was gonna say it sounds like some beef jerky, but I guess that's way uh, off from a soap. No, it's 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 awesome, all natural soap, and you should hear Devin do the pitch. But anyways, I don't want to ruin the story. Uh, <laughs> we we say all right, great, cool. Let's try to hit up Doctor Squatch, and this was brand new at the time too. Uh, we made a video with Devin, and he's like, yeah, I sent a lot of fans home upset, but one thing that's awesome is I got clean with Dr. Squatch, whatever. We made this video, and we said, hey, if you care about Devin, tag Dr. Squatch in the comments. 100-plus comments later, we don't have a relationship with this company, Dr. Squatch. And I get upset for, like, a second. I'm like, should I be nervous that we're just, like, going crazy at this brand on social media? Their social media person's probably like, who is Marker Price and Devin Miller? Two weeks later, I get an email from their partnerships team. And it's like, hey, we saw your deal with Devin Miller. We'd love to work with Devin if that opportunity still is available. Keep in mind, Devin's never, he did like one free product t-shirt deal, one of those early NIL deals that barely counts. And we ended up helping him. It was like a four-figure deal. It wasn't crazy. But he ended up getting a deal. We helped him with the video content. He crushed it. And it was awesome. And Devin had the best time. And (laughs) the coolest part about this is that happened. Devin got paid. And Dr. Squatch ended up working with a few other athletes as well. Sean Clifford, who I know you had on the podcast. Yeah, did Sean's Sean, the best. A couple other athletes. Dude, Sean is a freaking legend with what he did with Limitless. But Great stuff. It's, it's not even the coolest part of the story. Marshall had National Signing Day come. And they had 15 athletes that are transferring to Marshall. And Dakota, who's our head of marketing, but, man, he heads all our creative strategy. We're naming everybody on the team. And he's like, there's an opportunity here. Let's pitch Dr. Squatch on an activation with Devin, where Devin was like, hey, man, I'm washed up. I just graduated. But the best part of me being washed up is I get to smell fresh thanks to Dr. Squatch. Hmm. Every single Marshall player got paid Dr. Squatch in front of the coach, in front of the whole team, in front of all the boosters. And the coach is like, man, Coach Hoffie's like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is NIL now. And this is what we got to do. And um, there's a part of that story that I'm missing of the coach 
calling out Devin in front of the whole team with the ad. He played the whole, he played the video for the entire team. But to answer your question, and I know it's a long way of answering it, is like, now we're speaking with Marshall, and now we're using this in every single conversation with universities of like, look at the things that you can't do without a company like Market Price supporting you. So it's literally building pillars of our business by just continually thinking outside the box. And man, I mean, there's literally nothing more fun, at least for me, but, and for the rest of our team. So yeah, that's incredible. It's cool to hear it from the back because these are the best thing about these are they're real stories, right? Like they're not just a brand deal. Like this whole, like, like you said right there, that's a whole story from, you know, from A to B to C to D to make that happen. It's really cool. Instead of just a traditional, you know, we like this athlete, this brand needs marketing. Let's piece them together. It's like, no, this is a full scale type thing, but kind of off of that, I want to go just somewhere slightly different, but you know, I appreciate kind of at the beginning, you know, you're talking about you like my stuff. It helps you. I'm just curious, you know, what else are you doing as like a founder or is there any content? Like, how are you, you know, we talk about athletes need to read books and podcasts and do this stuff, but how are you personally also like expanding your knowledge to be able to maximize and help athletes, but your employees to investors, like to provide the most value and help yourself learn? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm working my butt off, but there's no right answer to that question. I mean, I definitely subscribe to your newsletter where for me, the amount of stories that, and I'm obsessed with reading biographies or autobiographies, listening to podcasts, um, yours included, right? Of just like being the most knowledgeable person trying to, of like having all the information. You're not going to leverage every single thing that you learn, but you definitely can, if you listen to an hour podcast and you get one thing that you could add to your personal toolkit, it's the Kobe thing from before, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to continue adding to my toolkit and there's absolutely no limit for at least how far Jason Bergman as a CEO hopefully can grow. And in two years, and we're hiring right now pretty aggressively, which has been really exciting. The amount that I've learned by just listening to hours and hours and hours of other CEOs hiring, mm-hmm. I don't want to give away all the secrets, but it's really been helping me through through action. Um, but I read something interesting the other day and it's, look, it's, it's an advantage of me learning, but like transitioning learning should not just be like filling a bucket it should be really trying to light a fire i don't know who said it or what newsletter i got it from but i did not make it up but it's like that really pushed me of yeah you can learn all these amazing things but it needs to spark a fire and then you need to leverage it and use it or else you know and some you use right away but some you use later not the best answer but that's true for me of just trying to be a sponge yeah no i think there are a few good things in there the first i like the toolkit like ray you're building your personal toolkit right if you start reading every day like now that becomes a part of your toolkit kind of as we try to keep them around 30 minutes they keep continually as i just enjoy these conversations so much and they're easy especially with someone like yourself they start trickling a little bit over but there was something interesting I saw this past week, and I'm just curious your opinion on it because I think you have the expertise to talk about it. But we're seeing some of these schools launch like their venture firms, and we're seeing some of this innovation come. Indiana's done it. BYU's had it. You know, where are you seeing kind of from the innovation of like sports tech, sports business now because of NIL seeping its way into collegiate athletics? That's what's next, man. I could not. I'm with you. I'm so bullish on like these these athlete. Even just like I hope it's in the same kind of vein of like athletes as investors and athlete VCs, where they bring so much value. And we're like in the very early stages. I don't know when this will be released, but we're we're in the very early stages of raising a bridge round to capitalize on all of these 
opportunities in the university space that we've seen over these last six months, all the clients that we've been able to, to hire. But I'm looking to be strategic with this where, I mean, if there's opportunities, like I'll give one example, like Carmelo has a VC fund. Mm-hmm. Dude would have crushed it at Syracuse in NIL. Who knows how much money he would have made where he could just be Carmelo Anthony. I don't want to post from him, right? That doesn't really move our business no. forward. But the strategy, the insights, the network that these athletes just have because they're amazing at what they do on the court or even off the court. Um, I mean, you see LeBron, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, Carmelo, right? Like these athletes paving the path for future athletes. You don't need tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. Like I think that there's a huge opportunity even in your local market. Like let's say you're Indiana, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, if you're an amazing Indiana Hooper, like, I don't know, Victor Oladipo is pretty big, but like Christian Wofford or something, whatever. Like these athletes that have a huge following in their local, why, why can't they help out Bloomington as well? And like invest in local businesses where they'll always be. I mean, there's fans of sports are nuts and alumni are the most mm-hmm. nuts out of them all. So, uh, you know, athletes having the opportunity for generational wealth is amazing, but there is so much opportunity to help athletes understand where that is and Look, there's a lot of education out there, but this is going to be something that is going to continue to grow and evolve. And I am so excited for Mark Price to be a part of it. No doubt. And one point off that, and then I'll let you go, is that that, that I think, day, man. yeah, that I think's interesting is, and I just thought of this in real time. We're talking about these athletes as investors and businessmen and getting NIO deals, but also I think it's not just about you know, say there's a college athlete with a good idea. Now, like some of those same people that would maybe pay NIL collective money to get them a deal might now be like, well, we'll actually fund, you know, we'll give you some money to start a business idea. I think we'll start to see more of that. That kind of spurred as you were talking to me, like that's interesting um, because there's more relationship behind just these NIL deals, which I think a lot of people don't understand. It's not as transactional as people think. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like kind of like Sean Clifford, like someone giving Sean Clifford money to start his own business because he's an athlete. Yeah, like you're going to start to see more of that. I think because there is a lot of relationship building people like these collectives, like people think they're just giving athletes money to come to schools. Like mm, there's some relationship in many of them to say, especially if it's a transfer a fifth year or something, say, is this kid Do we actually like them? Like, and, and then the smart athletes and student athletes are going, this guy obviously has, or girl has made a lot of money. They yeah. can sign me an NIL deal. They must know a thing or two about business. And I think you're going to start to see some cool things from that. But I guess, Jason, this has been awesome. You're, you're super easy to have as a guest, fun to talk with, you know, more conversational. And let us know where we can find out more about market price, what you guys got going on, anything you want to talk about. You know, the floor is yours as we close out here, as my voice is even given out. It's been a long day of talking. <laughs> you're like, man, the hoops games are coming up, Jason. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> we got to turn on fast break. Uh, yeah, no, go find market price. Um, so it's uh, just at market price everywhere. It's P-R-Y-C-E. Uh, you can find me, Jason Bergman, on social, but all I do is post about market price because what we do, I think, is pretty sweet. And yeah, I would just say watch out for us. Like we are, are are really putting the athletes first. Athletes are our heroes, and you know we're there to serve them. And it's been just the coolest thing to help them shine a light on all the amazing things that they do, and you know play a part of these amazing stories. Like Devin Miller, the Squatch thing, dude used that story in an interview and got to the next round. I'm like, let's go. So, um, anyways, I, I just am so bullish on the creator economy in general, and NIL is a huge piece of it. We'll talk again in a couple months if you're down. We'll go into the creator economy. I know you're the same way.
I love it. Yeah, let's do it. We'll have a round two in a few months, and we'll touch on entirely different topics. There's a million things we can get into, but appreciate it, Jason. Uh, this has been fun. Thanks for having me.